Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to another episode. I say another episode as if they are running concurrently. They're not, <laughs> but it is. Break it down. It's your favourite Inside the Ropes gang. It's Kenny McIntosh and myself, Alex McCarthy, ready to talk to you about wrestling during WrestleMania season. That's right. It's 2024. We've got a lot to dive into. Kenny, how are you, brother? I'm good. Happy, happy New Year. Is probably a message that we should say. When was the last one of these we did? So let me find out. The last oh. time we did a break it down, this is going to be embarrassing, isn't it? It's going to be bad. <laughs> it's going to be what are we doing? Uh, okay, break it down. The last one we did was. That's how long the search is taking. That's a bad omen. November 28th. <laughs> oh, I was sure it'd be December. Christ. I know, I know. Well, the thing, to, to be fair, December's a quiet wrestling month, and then there's Christmas and New Year. So, but I mean, we were going to podcast when your sort of idol returned. Yeah, yeah, we haven't. I mean, how? I, I'm just stealing your thunder here and asking your question first. So, everybody yeah, yeah. is very worried. Well, not everybody. A lot of people in the wrestling community are very worried that The Rock is going to be facing Roman Reigns. And Fuck them, Kenny. Do, do you do you still stand in that that arena? Do you still think? Fuck them. Yeah. First, first of all, uh, quality over quantity on these shows. 
I think is is what we're going for. Second of all, um, yeah, fuck Cody and his story. Sorry. <laughs> like, so yeah. just to clarify, just to clarify, you think that the 52-year-old uh, large man Dwayne Johnson at this stage will be quality? <laughs> uh well, I, I'm saying our show is quality over quantity. Um, for <laughs> oh, okay. for this, for this, um, my opinion is there is not a bigger match in wrestling in the industry, not just WWE, just in wrestling than the Rock and Roman Reigns. You, anybody who wants to tell me something contrary to that is welcome because you'll have a hard fucking time. <laughs> it is the biggest money match you've got. James Johnson is among maybe the most. He's in the top five famous people in the world, maybe, you could argue. If we're going by social media stats and stuff, he certainly is anyway. You can see by all the metrics why that is a big match. Now, stars align when you've got the bloodline story, Roman Reigns in the run of his career, everything running parallel to where we are right now, right? (laughs) Anyone making an argument that, oh, well, Cody has to finish his story, why? Why does he have to finish his story now? Like, why does it have to be this year or bust? If Cody does finish his story and, you know, it's the apex of his career, is that is that or what he would do after any bigger than The Rock versus Roman Reigns? I'll save you. I'll save you the answer. It isn't. It wouldn't be. It's no. You know, people go, oh, well, full timers. Fuck that. Who cares? It's it's about. Well, I mean, you do care to a degree. But for WrestleMania and the main event and a match of this magnitude, this is Rock Hogan-esque. This is the passing of the torch. This is the mainstream matchup. I, I cannot be talked into believing that there's anything bigger than The Rock and Roman Reigns. Is it going to be as good as Cody and Roman last year? Probably not. Can right, I give you the not... can I give you the counter of why I think it's a it's a problematic match in spite of the stuff you've said? I'm not gonna disagree with anything you said, it is box office, it's big and all that. I think the issue for me is well a couple of things. Number one, he can't win. And the, no. and Ro- Roman Reigns, I mean, I'm sorry if people don't want to admit this, he is stale now. Like Roman Reigns oh. is stale. Like the bloodline, it feels like remember in S Club Seven? had, like, lost half their bands and they went and toured around unis as S-Club 3. That's what, the, <laughs> that's what the bloodline feels like on SmackDown when Roman's not there. Yeah. Like I'm just, I, I've got Bradley, Joe, and Hannah. I like Joe, to, but yeah, go on. Tear, tearing it up <laughs> on, on SmackDown. And then once in a blue moon, we get, you know, we, we get the, the full gang. But, like, there's that element to it. And then it's like, if, you know, if, if, if he, he, he obviously didn't lose to Cody last year... And the thing is, if Rock can't win, which I don't think he can, because I think him winning and then him forfeiting it would be weird and a bad ending to the long story. But I also have no interest in Roman Reigns still being the champ. I mean, we've heard all these stories, but he's not going to be on Backlash. He's not going to be on Germany. He's not going to be on all these pay-per-views. So we're going to be stuck with more bloodline crap that's left. That's my bigger issue with it. If there was a way to... If it felt like Roman come, uh, Rock coming back and him winning could be this big moment people would be into it, great. But I just don't see that happening. So that's one element that really bugs me about it. And then the other one is Cody's been sort of treading water for like since the Brock Lesnar stuff in August. 
And mm. what does he do? Like, what is like? Yeah, it's fair point. You know, he can finish his story later. But what does he do in WrestleMania? So they're my concerns about it. Yeah, and I think when you look at where The Rock is, right, and and uh, and where we've been for the last few years, like we've been talking about this matchup ever since the Tribal Chief really got going, right? We were like, okay, we all thought it was going to be last year, which The Rock kind of let it slip it was meant to be. And that would have been an easier pill to swallow, perhaps. But you, uh, my argument is, uh, which supersedes all, right? Try and put your, and I'll say this to everyone listening, try and put your WWE hat on. The idea is to put your most box office matchup that you've possibly got front and center of WrestleMania, your biggest event. That mm-hmm. is the bottom line. And we can sit here and talk about how the bloodline is there. We can sit here and talk about how, yeah, but then what after about Roman and Cody? But it, it, honestly, it doesn't matter. Like we, it matters to us, but it, but it doesn't matter. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like they just think this is the biggest matchup we've got and the rest will figure itself out. Now, Bloodline is stale. They would have solved this problem by having him drop it to Cody last year. Um, I still don't necessarily understand why that didn't happen. The Bloodline story was hot until, you know, past Money in the Bank this year. That was great. And then we had the solo match between Jay and Roman. And then after that, it fell off a cliff, right? That's not particularly The Rock's fault. <laughs> that he can't. It's got nothing to do with him. Why, that's all going wrong. But it still is an interesting beat to the story that when it comes to Roman's legacy, I think WWE would be more concerned with showing and adding than Cody Rhodes winning his world title now. Now, my only counter to that on my own point is I I think Cody has to beat Roman for the title. Otherwise, it's not the story. Like, if he wins that belt off anyone else, then he still came up short against Roman the first time, and it is less that. Right, so that that is another problem. But I think he doesn't necessarily have to win it now. Yes, that's a problem to have him busy and interesting because you've already burnt through Brock, and I don't know, maybe it ends up being Punk if um, if Seth can't go. We'll get to that later, I, I would imagine. But I still just don't see any good reason why you wouldn't do the biggest match that you've possibly got. I mean. What about the idea of then if the idea of doing the WrestleMania ten thing? We have night one, well, like well, not, not WrestleMania ten over two nights, basically, where you have you know Cody do a match for somebody on night one, while Rock and Roman wrestle in the main event, and then Roman wins and Cody and Roman on night two. Does that work? Yeah, no, it would. I mean, uh, all I would say is we all thought Cena was going to beat Rock the first time, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's ten, that's like ten odd years ago now, but still. Um, we all thought, oh, open and shut case, and then you know, Rock wins. But uh, yeah, that was Miami, I guess. With this, I would be fine with the two night mania. Um, it probably a lot depends on CM Punk, right? That seems it's heavily been hinted at that that's what he's back for, and he, that's what him and Seth would have got is the main event of one of the nights. You then start to play around with that, it becomes a little bit trickier. Uh, I don't think other than those, there are any obvious main event matches in the offing. So it's plausible. Is it ideal? Uh, I mean, that's another question. Are you one of these people that thinks Rock and Roman needs the title? No, no, I I, I don't. I don't think it needs a title, but obviously, you know, Roman's never fucking around. So we're not going to get (laughs) a title change. Um, And it's like, the thing is, I used to, I think the thing that really irks me 
and I know this verges into just being like, you know, man shouts at cloud territory. But I remember at the end of WrestleMania last year and the press conference and they said, we're only at the third inning thing. Yeah, yeah. It was true for a point because between WrestleMania and Money in the Bank, it was amazing. It was great. It was arguably better than it, it was. It was amazing. It was, but the problem is when you when you do something so amazing, you have to kind of keep the level of it, and it peaked at Money in the Bank and on at the beginning of July, and it's kind of never found its feet at that level since. And yeah, I just I, I you're you're right in terms of. Of course, WWE are going to do it if, they, if Rock is willing to do it. And to be honest, if he does it, at least we don't need to worry about it anymore. Like it's just going to happen, and we can move Ooh. on. But yeah, I would, it would it, I would like it if Rock, because I know, he, I know, you always, always hear this stuff about Meltzer saying that he's always about breaking records and doing things and all that. It would be nice though if he went. Do you know what? I've come back before as the part-time guy and taken the big match a, a bunch of times. This time. I'll, I'll let me do. I'll do night one. Cody does night two, and then everybody's happy at the end. That would be yeah. my preference. Do I think they're going to do that? No, because I don't think Rock is going to come back to be a night one of night two guy. That just doesn't. Yeah. Do that. I mean, I guess you could do it the other way around. Uh, we couldn't really, could you? Because then Roman's less than by the time you get to Roman and Rock. Yeah. Um, but I mean, uh, the only thing I would say. With with Rock, I mean, yeah, obviously, from a family perspective, you you would hope he appreciates the business enough to be conscious enough to be giving and 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 helpful. Which every indicator in his career, you know, stretching back to putting over Hurricane, suggests that he might. But it's the cons- not the concern. That, I mean, I get the exciting thing for me actually. On the flip side, is the interaction with the rest of the bloodline too, and the stories that can be told that spin off that. Now, the Jay and Jimmy. Presumably they're going to face each other, right? We keep forgetting. Presumably that's where we're going to get to. They keep talking about it, and that is the way to tie in all of the bloodline stuff. We're going to work our way back there. Then you got Solo. I don't know what he's going to do. Um, I would assume but, that Solo is going to give his give John Cena his loss back. Probably, yeah. The thing, I mean, the, the Jimmy thing is a good point to bring up actually because the Jimmy thing is 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 actually the biggest bloodline problem because the Jimmy thing doesn't really make sense. Like, why did he go back to the bloodline? That that The explanation for that was quite poor. And I feel like... I would say more than poor, that was. It was, oh, a, yeah, it was a gaping hole. So, and I mean, Jay has kind of been able to thrive on Raw. But I mean, you know, Jay in the last few weeks, you know, there's so many people on Raw that he's kind of, you know, he's, he's kind of gone down the pecking order a little bit because obviously Punk's come back. There's Cody, there's all these different people. But, if they go with Jay and Jimmy, you hope that they're gonna like whatever it is, whatever it is they were doing creatively last year for the first seven months of the year with the bloodline. Like I don't know what the what the the, the amalgamation of the people, but get that crew back because that is the crew that can make all this tie together. Um, As you say, if you haven't got Roman there, then immediately you're at a disadvantage. It's very hard to tie anything together without him as the. The center, you know, center of it. Because now you're not only you've not only not got Roman, you've got half the issues. So yeah, exactly, exactly. And like I said, it's worked out well for Jay in a way. But I would imagine, I I can't imagine they're not facing each other at WrestleMania. So some way, somehow, that has to make its way back. And I imagine Rock versus Roman is almost the glue for that. 
Yeah, I would, I would imagine we're going to get some interaction in the Rumble match next Sunday, or next Saturday, sorry, with Jay and Jimmy, you would imagine, to sort of kick that off. Yeah. No, so there's a lot to do. There's a lot to do there. There is. But either way, I, I've wanted the match. I'm obviously a, the biggest rock guy going, so I'm excited to see him back. Um, and I just hope it lives up to what <laughs> to what we've been telling ourselves that we've for the past few years. I feel like most wrestling fans have kind of, you know, our expectations are what they are, right? Because mm-hmm. we know rock's old and, and all of this stuff. Uh, and obviously the Cena, the second Cena match in particular. Mm. Uh, mm. But, there we go. We've we've had time. The story is there. I'm excited to see the story unfold. And I don't think there's a time limit on Cody. That's what I'm sticking with, Kenny. Listen, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. <laughs> he says, knowing that I'm not. <laughs> right. Uh, I'll tell you one thing I do want to touch on before we move along. We do have Carlito coming up, I should yes. mention. For those of you that have stuck with us, an exclusive interview with Mr. Caribbean Cool himself. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You know what's been quite cool the past couple of weeks, Kenneth? Is uh, Drew McIntyre's hanging on the microphone. He is hanging. He had a great segment with CM Punk. He had a great segment with Cody in the sense that... Is Drew McIntyre a true microphone guy in the minds of many? I think Cody and CM Punk are. And I don't think Drew looked out of place at all. I think he actually was was better than Punk, which I never thought yeah. I'd say. So, I mean, I, I don't know if he's still not re-signed or Drew, but I mean... As far as I'm aware, he hasn't. But I mean, this has got to be... I mean, he is doing the best work he's ever done. Yeah, Although, almost, what, as, almost to prove a point. Do you think? Almost to prove it. Yeah, almost. What I would do if I were him, and I've just I've not spoken to him. This is not me saying any sort of insider knowledge or anything. But if I were him, and it, say say his contract is up like before Mania, which I think it is, I think I'm sure it is. Um, I would leave for like three months, four months, because what is he going to be able to do in WrestleMania that's going to make him like the top? guy or a top guy so I would leave don't go to AEW but just kind of be out in the free market do it like go to Impact and beat somebody up go to Japan and do something maybe maybe do a little inside the ropes to a real old friend if you want I don't, I don't, I don't know <laughs> um talk to you talk to your pal at the Daily Mail as well but like do, do that stuff and then by sort of mid mid-summer do, go back 
because they'll, they'll, they'll take obviously they'll want him back they still want him but he has to almost if the whole thing is about money and him wanting to be paid like a top guy then you're in this position where they can't really offer him anything for Wrestlemania that will be him on top so I think yeah if you, if you settle are you admitting that you're not what you say you are I, I honestly think a lot of it is uh, Drew's like from a story perspective like he wants to be used well I think that's it as well. Like he wants, he wants to be. Like I don't think the money's so much of the issue. Like I mean, when I had heard last, you know, this is going a few months back now, but it was just that they were apart on a few details, and I, I, I dare say it wasn't the financials. It's more to do with how he's used and his position. I think he, you know, he's arrived as a as a top tier main event guy, um, but I could understand from his perspective. Over the past year or so, pretty much since the Seamus Volta stuff, has he really been able to sink his teeth into anything that was actually top of the card? I mean, that wasn't top of the card, but it was featured. Um, he might feel like he has been let slip a little bit, but I, I agree that the you know the point I was making to begin with, his work these last few weeks, he looks like a man trying to prove a point. I think he does belong in the upper echelon of WWE stars, um, and I hope he gets what he deserves. Yeah, I mean, I mean obviously, I'm going to seem biased, but yeah, I mean, I think he he, he was in, he was on top in arguably a very frustrating period because he finally got his spot, and then there was no fans, so <laughs> that obviously wasn't great for him. And then he, by the time the fans came back, his moment had kind of went, and then he, he had the big match. At, Clash at the Castle we were at and then you know he ended up at the end of the show singing with Tyson Fury um, and, and he's been able to use all that with this character so I think I think he's doing the best work of his career and I can't imagine that they want him to go anywhere so you know selfishly do I want him to fuck off for three months I can do a tour with him yes but yeah. realistically what, is he going to do that no um, yeah <laughs> uh, but you know, and then you know the Seth thing. I guess kind of ties in a little bit his injury from Raw. Yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, I mean, Meltzer said this morning that he's not heard anything, and no news would tend to be good news in this scenario. Because you would MRI think that... is not great news, though, is it? If you need an MRI, that's normally pretty bad. But also, if it's if the result of it is really bad, he would probably know that by now. You would imagine that WWE MRIs are not. It's not like I was going to do the GP and go and keep an MRI in my leg, and we'll see you in three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine they've got the hook on a, a better system, uh, but I think he'll be fine. I think, I mean, Punk and I'm, I'm assuming Punk and Rollins is going to headline one of the nights. Anyway, I mean, can you imagine if Cody Roman headlines night two and The Rock fucks Punk out of a main event again? I mean, yeah, poetry would be so funny. I think he, he, would, he would go mental as he should. But um, I mean, is Punk and Seth something that you're into? It is. It is. Um, yeah, I, I, not, <laughs> not a but. I mean, I, I'm more interested in the two matches you just said with both feature Roman. Um, you know, if we're talking about what a main event will be, but then I, I could easily see a couple of weeks of TV with Punk and Rollins that would change my mind. Um, maybe we've started a bit too far out. Um, with the anticipation of that match, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I haven't 
seen it kick into gear yet other than that first sort of promo but I'm I'm super excited for it. Like, it is a match that I do want to see, and I, I, I'm I'm personally excited to see Punk work a bunch of guys, you know, providing he sticks around, which uh, he seems pretty happy to do so right now. Mm. Um, so there's no reason to to not be excited. It's just you know how we're gonna how we're gonna get there, really. Presumably, and and I was going to ask you this in a minute. Presumably, Punk will win the Rumble. That is the easiest route to Rollins. Unless yes. Co- unless Cody was to win it and get to Roman, and then we'd really be having a conversation. <laughs> but um, you know, I-, I wanted to get your winners for the Rumble in quickly. I mean, I'll make my women's pick after you make yours. But uh, I I have to imagine that there are times where the what seems the simplest and logical option is the best option, and that's how I feel about CM Punk winning. Yeah, I would imagine that CM Punk is the winner of the Rumble. I think the only thing that's kind of... The only thing that that I can't quite see how we're going to get to Rock and Roman is I assume there'll be an Elimination Chamber match in Perth. Yeah, which won't feature Roman, obviously. Which won't feature Roman, it definitely won't feature The Rock. So so then you've got... like, Because, I mean, Meltzer actually made a really funny point, Jan, but he was like, The Rock's not facing Roman Reigns at a show that starts at 4 a.m. In Australia, no, no, it's not. It's a very good point. So, I mean, I assume that Punk wins the Rumble and Cody then wins the Chamber, or the other way around. But I don't know what you do if if Rock's around. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of struggling how you get from A to B on that. But in terms of the women's, the the women's Rumble, it feels like Becky. Mm. I mean, but then, or is is it not Becky? And is like. Do they throw a spanner and have like Nia win the Rumble? Make you think she's going to pick Rhea, but then she picks uh, Eel. And then Becky does the chamber, and that's how she gets to Rhea. Yeah. I mean, this is the, the funny thing with the Rumble that we base a lot of our picks off. Okay, well, what's the match at Mania? Right. Yeah. And for a while, we, we've all thought it is Becky Rhea. The teasers have certainly been there where they've had these small interactions on Raw and they've very specifically been kept apart on Raw physically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Becky's been kept busy with Nia at the moment and you know, Rhea in Judgment Day business. I think that's all very deliberate so that they do end up together. Does Becky need to win the Rumble to get there? That's another question. Is EO going to be the champion by WrestleMania? And therefore, who should we look at to win the Rumble to face her? Most people will be making the case for Bailey, right? Saying she's going to, you know, getting uh, ostracized in, in the group and damage control will, will chuck her out and her babyface run will then see her take on EO, win, get her big mania moment that, to be honest, Bailey's been robbed of for several years now with injury and this ridiculous hosting gig. Um, I think there is a solid point to be made for that. Like Bailey or Becky would be the ideal too, because otherwise, who is the obvious choice to face EO at WrestleMania? I struggle. Yeah, I mean Bailey's a good shout as well because I mean Bailey's in, in this weird spot where she's just kind of almost feel felt like one step away from properly doing a thing, and mm. this would be you know because then if Bailey wins, you could do that thing where they all assume she's going to pick Rhea Ripley, and you somehow get to a point where I mean. 
you could not say you would reenact this, but you could have something where like they're all bitching about Bailey and saying how stupid she is, and she's behind the door, like Batista mm. with Triple H, you know, and yeah. and then she, and then when she goes out to pick who she's gonna face, she picks you instead of Rhea. So there's ways to do that because like the Becky stuff that they're doing is pretty like, interesting about you know her like not believing in herself and stuff. So yeah. I think that's good. But yeah, there's there's many ways they can go. So. I'll- I like it, but maybe like Bailey learns Japanese, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or she just needs to learn a phrase, right? Like a phrase yeah, that she can say. This is what I mean. And maybe she hears them talking. They think she doesn't know. She knows. Mm-hmm. She knows. We um, we should come back the week after Rumble. Like I want I want to put it in the ether that we like. Yeah. Come back the week after Rumble, so that we're not, you know, out of two months. <laughs> That's a good. That is a good day. A good setup. Let me make this quick case. Yes. Um, I think Jade Cargill debuts in the Rumble. Ooh. And I think and I think she has a magnificent showing. I don't think they'll have her win it, but I would. I would have her win it. Right. Um I I think yeah, I can tell the pessimism in your voice already. I'm, I'm, I'm oh, intrigued. I think when you look at Jade Cargill. And when you see her in a presentation, she's basically the female superhero that WWE would love to present. And I think she should be. Now, whatever you think of her wrestling ability, and she has some that we saw in AEW, I think she should be pushed Brock Lesnar-esque. Incredible debut year. She should be an immediate dominant force. None of this climbing to the top. Present her as you want them to see her immediately. Um, I am a massive believer in the way Jade Cargill carries herself, the belief and everything about that. I, I think she carries herself and acts like a star. Um, really, in WWE's thought process, how she is in the ring comes last, but she's far from bad in the ring. Let me make that clear. A lot of the detractors down the years have said that, you know, how, how shoddy she is or not ready. Um, and, you know, I know Triple H has said about her getting ready and all of this stuff, but. I I'm a firm believer that she is to be pushed as a mega deal and star immediately, basically. Now, how you pair that together after that, I think you know Bianca Belair is an uh, an, an obvious matchup, but she probably won't have a title. Well, she might do if she got EOs. Um, EO and Jade is probably less attractive. Rhea and Jade is pretty attractive. Uh, but then Becky's, you know, the obvious one there too. And then obviously you've got the four horsewomen and we'll, we'll dive into that. Yeah. But I'm just saying there is a case to be made if you wanted to make an instant impact on a debut, fairly unprecedented, it could happen. It would be a good idea in my opinion. I don't think they'll do it, but I'm just saying it's a good I idea. Th- <laughs> I think I, I, de- I definitely want to see her. I think my, my idea that I would probably go with over years personally is I would have her have a great show at the Rumble and then I would have her character because she can't really have long matches and she can't really do regular matches yet we assume unless somehow she's you know picked up like fucking Carl Gotch or something in the last eight weeks but um, I would have her have a great performance in the Rumble and have her character kind of be like I'm not going to wrestle in front of small crowds or small shows I only wrestle in the big shows and then have her win Money in the Bank in Toronto. Because and, and then, then she's got the full year to sort of 
build and build and build. Because I think the problem with the Rumble is is that it's so def- definite of it's WrestleMania. It's ten weeks or right. whatever. It is. So, so, so you're saying that she, she like dominates in the Rumble and then she doesn't wrestle again until Money in the Bank gets that and then doesn't wrestle again <laughs> until she cashes in. I, I know I sound like I'm disparaging the idea. I actually quite like it. Or like, I or may, like. May, or maybe you like, maybe she turns up in March and like you have something where like Nick Aldis and Adam Pearce are fighting over and she goes, right, I'll make you a deal. Who can book me a singles match in WrestleMania with any star I want? And then she gets to choose and then like have her choose like Tamina or something and she beats her in like 10 seconds. <laughs> like Come go on. full hog and have her be like, see, I'm that bitch. I won in 10 seconds in WrestleMania. Like easy. And, you know, you can, I mean, have it on TV. I'm not saying don't have it around, but like, and you, she could then wrestle on house shows and you just don't talk about it. You don't mention that she wrestles on those shows if need be. But I think, I think if you're going to go with it, go for it with her, like play up her strengths that she, you know, she's, I mean, cause she's got so much star power in her. Uses star like, power. Yeah. I, I love her. I, I, like, I couldn't care less if she can wrestle well, but. Uh, I think me and you have well established what we think is important. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, from your, from who you want to main event wrestle me, you clearly don't care about how good somebody is at wrestling. Ah, <laughs> um, fuck you. Rock is a huge I was, time in- He had his last match right. 11 years ago. In his prime, Kenny. Uh, is now not, granted. <laughs> and I, 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 will say, I will say about Rock and Roman, and they won't do this because <clears throat> it's a good idea, but if I'm... Uh, there is this there is this mindset in wrestling. It tends to happen. And it tends to happen more as guys get older that they want to prove they can have longer matches. It's it's a false prophecy. Like Rock and Roman should be like fifteen minutes tops. I bet you anything it's a no DQ match. Bet you anything. Oh yeah, there has to be shortcuts. But like if they I mean, they do not need to go thirty minutes because Rock They will. They will. I just don't think they need to. No, I, mean, I agree. It's like you play football, right? In your spare time, you play like you play football and stuff. Yep. Like imagine you stop playing football for eleven years, <laughs> and then and all of a sudden it's like on you go, do a match. Ninety, 90 minutes in the World Cup final, basically. Yeah, that's what it would be. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we'll 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 no doubt be talking and debating and ranting about this for months to come. <laughs> no doubt about it. Well, you've heard it here first. We will be back. The week after the Royal Rumble, which is two weeks' time, for those of you that are keeping score. Until then, uh, Kenny, is there anything you want to inform the fine people about before they depart? Because some satisfaction is UK-bound. Yes, we've got shows coming up in Glasgow and London uh, with Sergeant Slaughter on the 29th of February and the 1st of March, and then Trish Stratus on March 4th and March 5th. You can go to itrtext.com to get your tickets. Uh, some, yeah, some, some, I mean, I've, I've always wanted to... Shows with Sergeant Slaughter because I, I always loved him as a wee guy, so I'm excited to do those. And then Trish Stratus, I yeah, I, I really look, look forward to doing these shows. I intend to tell her I'm gay so quickly so that she's comfortable with me and doesn't think I'm some sort of perv who wanked over her when I was a kid. Um, so yeah, I, I intend what? to. I, I feel person. like you. I feel like you were calling me out then, Teddy. <laughs> no, 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 not at all, not at all. <laughs> I felt that was very direct. I, I had a, I had a poster of Sable because I thought she was fabulous. That's 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 where my that's that's the poster I had. But um, I adored Trish as a kid, and I still do. Uh, I am going to come to the London show, and uh, yeah, again, I'm just going to be as least creepy as I possibly can. <laughs> 
the thing is, you're you're you're, you're not you're not a creepy guy. Like you're very good at you're very personable to people that when they meet you, like you don't come across in that way. So you're fine. Some other people I'll... do come across that way, but I'm not going to name names on this podcast. <laughs> not today, not today. Not today. Uh, by, by the way, I loved how my satisfaction line was a segue for Sergeant Slaughter first. That was. <laughs> that was I did, I did, I did want to do that though. I was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to yeah. that first. Uh, but you know, uh, they're coming up. Uh, support us in all the various ways. Magazine, insidedropsmagazine.com. Perslam yearbook, they're, they're out now. Going fast, perslammagazine.com. Yeah, there's, there's all this stuff. And then the YouTube channel, which obviously you can check out loads of stuff that we've we've done over there. Um, there's a lot of good stuff coming up that Mr. McCarthy's going to be doing. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not going to give any of that away. That's that's his sword to die on if, he doesn't, if it doesn't happen. Um, oh, but... there's, there's, yeah, there's a lot of air miles to be had, let's say that. And mm-hmm. there are going to be a lot of interviews that coming up that will be on the channel, of course. It's always a healthy blend of uh, Kenny's live shows and my activities in the wrestling world. So, yes. And you know what? Make... You, 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 got, you got a feel for, for, for Alex. Because the thing Alex always gets the big guns, right? I don't get the big guns. I get given the medium guns, right? But there was that there was that irony where, where Alex, <laughs> you'd kill me for this. So Alex is about to talk to LA Knight and he gets two minutes out of it before a scheduling conflict happens and it has to stop. And then the next day, I get 20 minutes with LA Knight. It's like, for once, I was on the higher pedestal. Well, I'm never on the higher pedestal. <laughs> Justice so for Kenny. Justice for Kenny. It happened one day. <laughs> he says this guy. He, he don't, you, don't want to, you don't want to see Kenny's phone book. Right. I will. <laughs> Guys, uh, two weeks. Uh, no, a week after the Rumble, Kenny and I will be there to talk you through all the happenings so that we can now plot the road to WrestleMania. Remember, stay tuned for all of the developments we were just alluding to very secretly. And uh, there's a lot to come on all of those platforms. Until then, why don't you enjoy some of my chat with Carlito? Carlito, how are you, my man? Good, how are you? Uh, I'm very good, man. Very good. I've got a palm tree in the background in England. Can you imagine? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You are somebody that I've uh, been super keen to since you turned to the company, just because it was such a long time coming, man. Like, People seem to be calling for it forever. Like, what was it about this timing that was like, okay, now is the right time? LWO, this story, is it all kind of one thing or did one thing lead to another? Talk me through it. Yeah, I think it's kind of a one thing just led to another. You know what I mean? Uh, was it 13 years uh, to get back? Uh, it, was a long, it was a long process, but I think, you know, everything happens at the right time, I think, sometimes. And I think, like you said, everything, there's different parts, you know, first Bad Bunny, then Puerto Rico. Uh, the rumble before that, and then LWO, and then just everything kind of just meshed together and, and just worked out perfectly. Uh, did that rumble taster really make you think, yeah, okay, this is this is what I need to be working towards now, or or, or was that just an individual thing? Because obviously the reaction to that was really what maybe got the ball rolling in many eyes. I think yeah, it was, it was the reaction. Uh, unfortunately, it was uh, during COVID, so. Uh, there was no audience there, so that was that was a little different. It was weird coming out to just a bunch of screens uh, in the background. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, but seeing those excuse me, let me let me stop this. Hold on, I don't even know I have that on. Um, <laughs> just you know, just but just seeing, seeing the reaction after online. You know, it wasn't at first. You know, what I mean, it was just seeing after online the you know generally positive uh, 
comments was that when that's when I kind of started thinking, okay, maybe yeah, this. Sorry, so once sorry, I just cut out a little bit for a second there. My apologies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so once so once once you start having chats about coming back with Triple H, like is the LWO idea floated early doors? Is it something that just the timing came right? Because again, you you mentioned it earlier with the Puerto Rico show that did all line up pretty perfectly. Yeah. Uh, no, not necessarily the LWO thing. I think uh, that was just the opening at the time. Well, once I was back, uh, but beginning you know, of the things we talked about was just the. Uh, you know, or the, the overall feeling of wanting to come back, that I have the desire to come back. Uh, I think, you know, there's stuff I could still do. Uh, and, you know, what, what exactly I wanted to do, in what capacity. And, uh, you know, I, I just told them you know, I was ready to, to come back full time and, you know, do as much as I can. You know, I've got, you know, very few years left. So I want to take advantage of, of the years that I have left in this business. And when you say about things that you want to do, what is it that gets the appetite of Colito going at this stage, man? Like, is, it, is there, do you feel like there's unfinished business? From the first run, or are you in a completely different space? I think, yeah, I'm in a completely different space now. Uh, you know, I know that uh, I'm older now. I know I'm, you know, not what it used to be. Uh, but I know I still have a lot to give. There's still a lot in the tank. And uh, as as I guess my goal is now is just like you know, just to to mix it up with the younger guys and just help out the next generation of wrestlers and make you know make the business as best that I can, putting my little input on it. And you, I mean, that must have been something you can do a alongside Rey Mysterio, which is always cool in any cv right to be like i've worked with ray but also in the lwo and you got santos escobar who's been killing it and doing his thing uh, and obviously you know the, the other guys in the tag team and zelina as well which is always killer i guess that was the perfect environment then to to rub some of your stardust on it i think so yeah and that's that's kind of my goal too is to elevate the other guys because you know we all know who ray mysterio is and escobar seems to be on a on a, on a path you know going up so i just you know all the any other members that come in the new guys i want to that's what i want to do is want to elevate them and make them just as big as any other part of lwo one thing i always wanted to ask you was you remember that that raw back in the 2000s and you're leaving with tory wilson and rick flair lights you up right and i remember i asked rick about that once and he was saying that he vince mcmahon had just grilled him basically uh and he was right that's it uh, i'm gonna take it you were the wrong place wrong time almost what was your memories of like that segment at the time? Because obviously you probably weren't clued into what was going to happen or, or exactly what Rick was going to say beforehand. Was you, was you like taken aback and like, you know, how did that affect things moving forward? Uh, I don't know. I, I didn't see the big uh, deal about it until I guess after, you know, I mean, people talking about it after. I think it was probably before internet was, was big. I'm assuming we went way back in the day. The internet wasn't very yeah. big, so there wasn't, you know, you couldn't see stuff online. Uh, later on, but to me, it was, I don't know. It was just another day of the office. I, I enjoyed the uh, the segment. You know, I mean, I didn't take you know, I didn't take it as uh, serious as other people took it. You know, I mean, and you know, like I've I've seen Rick. When I was a little kid working for my dad's promotion, and I don't, you know, I I don't. I've always seen Rick hyped up. You know, what I mean, so I don't know how how much higher he could get that could you know put me in kind of some kind of shock watching Rick do his thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd be surprised if it was the other way around. Um, yeah, but exactly. yeah, one of the other things I was going to ask you about their early career. What talk to me about how the creative discussion happens that your bodyguard is going to stab <laughs> John Cena because <laughs> I don't think they would do that today, Carlito. To be honest, but uh, it was cool at the time. Yeah, well, a lot of the things I did, I look you know on Instagram, a lot of stuff pops up, and a lot of things I did back in the day wouldn't wouldn't fly nowadays. So yeah, it was a, it was a different time for sure. <laughs> can you remember whose idea was it was you just like yeah sure why not 
I was, yeah, I was, I was just coming in, but I, I would have taken any idea. You know, I said, give me whatever ideas you got, and I'll make it work. So yeah, I was, I was, you know, whatever they could have told me to do whatever, and I would have done it. But I would have, you know, tried to make it as best I could. You know, one thing always listening to Bruce Pritchard as well. I know he's been a big fan of you, and obviously like loves your family and stuff like that. Obviously, like you know, kind of new regime now in a way, but Bruce is still around and stuff like that. Is he one of your sort of sounding boards backstage and and a, and a welcome face when you returned? Definitely. He's, he's actually one of the uh, guys responsible for getting me hired. He went to Puerto Rico and uh, to scope out talent. And uh, the way the story goes was Mr. Perfect, I guess, had worked with me down in Puerto Rico. And he mentioned me to Bruce. And then Bruce came, saw my stuff, and then he recommended me to WWE. Oh, wow, that's very cool. And then I guess this time around, you didn't need that introduction. <laughs> like uh, Triple H was on the phone. Right. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, Joel said it at the top of this chat, uh, you know, those, there's a lot on the WWE calendar this year where you've got massive pay-per-views all over. Like, I'm really looking forward to having you guys all over Europe, man. There's a lot of shows coming for us that we can get excited about. Australia coming up as well, Elimination Chamber. Um, you know, what, what's really kind of making you excited about this year in WWE? Not to mention, of course, WrestleMania coming back around. I think everything. I think, uh, you know, I think by the time I was leaving, the last time people were talking about that, you know, wrestling wasn't as good as it was. It was starting to get stale. And I think like these past couple of years, it's it's got a resurgence again where, you know, WWE's the hot thing again. I think wrestling's having a resurgence. And I think, you know, now's the greatest time of all to be in wrestling. And I think, you know, I think WWE from this point on is going to get bigger and bigger. Yeah, I mean, and that, that's the cool thing. Like, obviously, WrestleMania this year, Philadelphia, 40. And, you know, we're hearing some big names like, you know, The Rock and CM Punk and people like that being banded around. Um, what would you love to do at WrestleMania? Because I know that there's lots of accolades and championships people could win, but is there something close to your heart or somebody you'd love to work with that, you know, would really mean more to you? Uh, I think just being on the show would mean a lot to me. You know, after all these years being gone, you know what I mean? Just to be a part of WrestleMania. You know, just get my, you know, dip my toes back in it. I mean, that's for me, that'd be a big thing. You know, just being on the show and doing something, you know, to and hopefully be entertained to the crowd. Yeah. Uh, speaking of all these international shows, man, is, is Puerto Rico going to get another go around? What's the deal? I mean, I hope so. They deserve it after that last pay per view. I mean, they show that the, they're the craziest fans out there. And uh, I think, for, yeah, I think, yeah, there's a lot of big things coming from Puerto Rico. And, but also, you know, I'd like to see, you know, WWE go, all, you know, different places. Like they go in Australia. I think there's many other countries that we need to visit. And do big things in because you know it's you know it's it's world wrestling entertainment so let's go out there and entertain the world. Yeah, but you must want to match in front of that hot Puerto Rico crowd. You must do. Oh, of course, of course, no doubt. You know that's my favorite place to wrestle, probably. <laughs> uh, you know, we were just talking about that about some of the big names that have come back. You know, you will have known some CM Punk back in the day and getting to know him again now. Have you seen him since he's returned? I know he's only been on SmackDown the the once or twice, but we had a chance to catch up. Yeah, the one time that he was on SmackDown, uh, we were both there and uh, we were able to catch up. And, uh, you know, it was like no time had gone by. You know what I mean? We weren't uh, the best of friends, but we were, you know, we were very cordial and always respectful of each other. And uh, and I might as well bring up The Rock, too, who's obviously made a couple of SmackDown appearances. I don't know if you cross paths either, but both of you, I assume, you know, you've got incredible family legacies. I mean, that's something to bond over. Yeah, I haven't I haven't crossed paths with The, with the Rock just yet. Maybe uh, Maybe at some point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Well, I won't keep you too much longer, Cully, but I do want to talk about a couple of things. One being, your tag team back in the day with Chris Masters, you looked like you was having a lot of fun during that time in your career. Um, I thought yeah. it came, I thought 
I thought it ended too soon, personally, but that's just me, my man. Um, what what do you make of working with him then? And for me, he's another guy that I, I would like to see him back in the WWE ring, personally. I would too. I think uh, yeah, I think if we tied together, we could still do something. Uh, I like. Yeah, I agree with you. I think they they broke us up way too early. There was a lot of uh, there was a fun dynamic between us, and I think there's a lot of a lot of uh, memorable segments that we could have done and matches. Uh, and I hope yeah, I, I'd love to see him in a WWE ring again. So just to finish here, then looking at. Royal Rumble, looking at WrestleMania and stuff. What would the fans who are excited to see Carlito wrestle for so long been waiting for him to come back? Just, just give us an idea of of uh, what they can expect from you on those shows. On those shows, man, just to give you the best of what I got, and uh, you know, at the end of the day, probably someone's going to get an apple in their face. That's always my intention. <laughs> Stay out of Carlito's radius when he's got an apple. That's all. They- <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate you a lot, my man. Delighted to see you back. And obviously, can't wait to see you come over to Europe and and enjoy some shows over here as well. Thank you so much for your time. Hopefully, I'll catch you soon. All right. Thank you, man. Appreciate it.